Hi, I'm Natalie Bouchard, and you're listening to Inside NC Labor, a podcast designed to inform and educate North Carolina citizens on the role that the Department of Labor plays in state government. Hi, y'all. I'm Natalie Bouchard with the North Carolina Department of Labor. Hey, everybody. This is Mary Catherine Revels with the Department of Labor, and we're here today in Cherokee at the Mine Safety and Health Conference. And we're just going to go around the table here because we have a lot of wonderful people with us today. Hi, I'm Commissioner of Labor, Cherie Berry. I'm Jay Stem with the North Carolina Agris Association. I'm the Executive Director for the Association. I'm William Geringer. I'm the Bureau Chief of the Mining Quarry Bureau under the North Carolina Department of Labor. I'm Sam Pierce. I'm with Mine Safety Health Administration. Uh, I'm the Southeast District Manager. I'm Brian Moore with Vulcan Materials Company Safety and Health Manager and the Safety Committee Chairman for the NC Ag Association. Wonderful. So this episode is kind of special because the podcast is called Inside NC Labor. And for the first time, we have some people that are a little bit outside of NC Labor. But we all have a special relationship and collaboration that happens when it comes to mine and quarry safety and health. My first question is, can you tell us, anyone, you can go one at a time or someone can answer for the group just the significance of this event it's basically a bringing together of the industry to get together and people outside the, of our association it's it's a it's a, a statewide event that we have that brings the mining industry together to actually share ideas concepts rules regulations updates uh, along those lines with everybody because it, we just don't want to have that for our association we want to share that because if it doesn't matter who's who's getting uh, this information, if we want the whole industry to be to be safe, if somebody uh, gets injured, it's a black eye on the entire industry, not just on our association. We want everybody to be safe, and we we uh, have had MSHA up here as part of this as long as I can remember now, come and share information, and I think that's why you see such a large attendance, is because of that. This is the largest attendance for our safety committee meeting that's ever. Right. And the attendance for the, the uh, conference tomorrow is a record attendance. I think we had over 140, 150 people attending. It's rivaling well, what our annual convention is. It really gives operations that may not have the exposure to Commissioner Berry, to you know, to, to Sam with MSHA, uh, even to William, you know, at times, an, an audience, uh, and an opportunity to ask questions that they may not have always got to ask, you know, in person. And uh, it's a great learning opportunity that, uh, you know, we're fortunate to be able to, to put on every year. Mm-hmm. And I'll say uh, this year, I'm very excited about our program. Uh, again, it, with a joint effort with all of us, I feel like we've got some very interesting topics uh, and the speakers to go with those topics. For the first time in a very long time, we've got a presentation set up for tire safety. Uh, we've got a, uh, uh, some industry folks here that's going to talk about silica. Of course, um, uh, Sam Pierce here is going to give us a, uh, a Southeast District update, uh, you know, with uh, what's going on uh, in our district, you know, relevant to mine safety and health. And bottom line to me, I mean, we're all about enhancing safety and health, whether you're in mining, construction, whatever the case may be. And to me, uh, the takeaway is certainly a win-win. Can I add one other comment, too? It, it, this is probably the seventh or eighth, ninth one we've had back as a joint group back during the, the recession. We had to basically cancel conferences and conventions, and we had one in the east and one in the west, and you didn't get everybody together. 
and there was a lot of outcry about let's get this thing back to having a two-day conference with everybody in the same room so everybody can hear Sam speak and share ideas because it doesn't matter whether you're in the East or the West, it's safety is safety. And the guys like to get together, share that information, and, and uh, it helps everybody across the state. So that's, been, that's something that's made this thing very positive and made it a big event because the guys want to get together to share that information. Right. Record yeah. attendance, I think that's something yeah. to be celebrated. Yeah. It shows that people care all across mm -hmm. the state. Yeah. Oh, it also gave me a chance as Commissioner of Labor to say thank you to Sam and the folks at MSHA for getting us our state grant so early. Mm -hmm. First time in my term, uh, 19 years that that's happened, and I'm so grateful for that. What a big change in that whole operation in Washington. So I'm very, very happy about that. My next question is, each of you plays a very important role in assuring the safety and health in the industry. And can you elaborate on each of your entity's roles in the industry and how specifically you work together? Well, I'll start off because we do the training of the people on the mine sites. And we have a very small bureau that does that work. But I call them the little engine that could because <laughs> they're just three trainers and William and Marcy. So uh, last year we did almost 4,500 uh, people that we actually trained. We did 131 on-site training programs and we conducted four part 48 instructor classes and that means we certified 35 people as MSHA approved instructors so that's helpful to us too but the thing I'm proudest of with the mining industry in North Carolina is their injury and illness rate which is 1.69 per 100 full-time workers, a lot lower than general industry is in North Carolina. So these folks are terrific. I can speak from an association standpoint that the reason our association is so successful is because of the people, the people we have that make up the association. And our safety and health committee is probably one of the most active ones around. It's probably one of the better ones in the country as well. That safety and health committee and our, our members is what's helped make us have a good relationship with MSHA. The other thing that I talk about, and I tell everybody about this, is the Mining Corps Bureau is the quintessential way that government is supposed to work. They're part of our safety committee. Williams on our safety committee. Emails that we sent out dealing with safety, he gets those. You know, it's not, well, he's a government agency. We, know, we, can't, we can't share that with him. He gets the minutes. We share everything with him. We want feedback from him. It's the way a government agency is supposed to work. And when they were looking at cutting funding to the Mining Corps Bureau a few years ago with the General Assembly and the budget, we went and spoke and told the, the legislature this is the way, this is the model of how an agency should work with industry. It just happens to be that we're dealing with safety, but it's the model that could work with anything. So, but our, our, the reason our association is so successful is because we have companies and members that are very committed to making it successful. Uh, our role with the Mining Quarry Bureau obviously is to uh, provide the mandated training that people have to have to work on mine sites, including contractors. We do a tremendous amount of contractor training. We provide new miner, we provide the annual fresher classes, the uh, first aid, CPR, AED training. But we also take that a step further. We, we offer some what we call special emphasis projects. Commissioner Berry mentioned the instructor classes that we uh, conduct. We also do, we call it a, um, a mind safety and health law school, but it's really geared towards supervisory training and supervisory responsibilities and accountabilities and liabilities and things of that nature. And very, very uh, popular uh, 
a course that we do uh, here in North Carolina a couple times a year. And so, you know, you, you put all that together along with assistant operations with our safety and health programs. Our thing, our motto is there's absolutely nothing out there worth getting hurt over. We're going to do everything that we can within reason to help prevent that from happening. Again, with joint efforts, the NC aggregates, MSHA, the entire industry. Well, my role uh, as the district manager for the Southeast for the Mine Safety and Health Administration is to oversee the inspections of mining in, in the state of North Carolina. I have eight states in Puerto Rico in the Southeast District. North Carolina is just one of them. I, we're mandated by Congress to do those inspections. Part of that is making sure people are in compliance, but our main charge by the Mine Act is protecting safety and health of the miner. And that's first and foremost. And by working with like this association here, as, as Jay says, is one of the better associations in the country. I have six out of my eight states have associations, and this is probably one of the top two, if not the top. And it's evident by the, the people who turn out today that you see they truly care, they want to learn, and they want to try to make sure they're doing the right thing to protect their employees. And so that's what we do. We, we oversee the compliance part of it, but also we work with groups, the miners, the mine operators, the associations, everybody, to make sure everybody understands and goes home at the end of the day the same way they come to work. And I, I guess I have to answer from a, a little different perspective with, with the four previous being government employees. <laughs> um, but it was actually surprised most my angle. Um, about uh, 19 years ago, William was my, my supervisor and ultimately Commissioner Barry was was my you know ultimate boss in, in the end, and the Mining Quarry Bureau provided a, a three-year training ground for me that has really you, you know allowed me in an 18-year career with with Vulcan Materials and working with the, the the Ag Association as a committee chairman on and off for for many years as well. The you know the ability to to sort of be well-rounded and have a, a lot of different experiences and have a lot of of folks that I can call on, I still call on William all the time, and and Sam as as the district manager for MSHA, he's invaluable, you know, to be able to to call and and, and at at a meeting like this, just to pull off to the side and say, hey, give me your opinion, you know, on these things, and and William and Jay and 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 Sam do you know do a big service to to the you know the industry in general, you know, from that perspective. So. You know, as a as a company, uh, we benefit from these relationships uh, and whole in in the sort of the symbiotic uh, relationship that that the association allows you know the government agencies to you know to be a part of is is uh, important to every operation that that it touches. So uh, a very positive thing overall. Wonderful. It's definitely special and it's it's effective as we can see by the numbers. <coughs> Um, and when we talk about the training that specifically we do at the Department of Labor, um, I know there's an example, um, Commissioner, there's an example that I've, I've heard you talk about with a CPR training with a, a mining quarry employee. Oh, you know? yeah. Mm -hmm. He uh, worked for a company here in Western North Carolina, and uh, he was on his way to work one morning, and he took a different route just turned a different way. He didn't really know why he chose to do that, but he did. And uh, he had had CPR training from our Bureau. 
And as he went this different route, he came around a curve and saw a lot of traffic stopped and noticed there had been an accident. So he got out and went down to the accident scene. And when he got there, a lady was screaming, does anybody know CPR? Does anybody know CPR? And he did. And he said, I'd just been trained, but I knew how to do it. So I went with her down to her car and her 13-year-old son was in the car, but he was unconscious and he wasn't breathing. So they got him out and he performed CPR and he got to go home to Alabama with his mama because of that after being in the hospital here. It's amazing. Wow. So he served, a, he saved a life on the way to work because right. of it. Mm -hmm. 21 years ago, I taught a class in CPR, first aid, and had a little fellow that he was, he was getting on in age, uh, had a hard time doing CPR on the mannequin and doing it you know correctly and I think I made him do it eight times before I, I passed him and about six months later he showed back up um, while I was there doing a training and told me a story very similar to that it didn't have his the same outcome but he he was on his way home from church and he basically saw a lady stand on the side of the road you know panicked he stopped his wife was with him uh, she called 911 this little guy drug a much bigger man out of the, the vehicle. Uh, he was blue, you know, when he got him out of the vehicle. And the paramedics finally showed up and he had been doing CPR from the time, you know, he got him out. And when they took him off in the ambulance, the one of the ambulance uh, paramedics told him, man, you did a great job. He's got a chance. Uh -huh. And and the guy did survive several days wow. and, and the, the widow came back later. You know, it just had too much damage to, you know, to fix and thanked him for giving him the opportunity to get to the hospital. And those are the stories and safety that, you know, that, that folks, you know, remember forever. And uh, that was one of those that sort of gave me the passion to make sure, you know, you do the right thing. And, and carrying that over into general, you know, industry now is, you know, those are things you, that really stick with you forever. And I think it's so important that what you learn in general industry or mining or wherever, that uh, you take that home with you and practice it in your neighborhood and encourage other people to mm -hmm. practice it too because it just spreads out in concentric circles mm -hmm. and then everybody's safe if mm -hmm. we all do that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for those stories. I just have uh, one final question. If the attendees that were here today, they remember one thing or learned one thing about safety and health in the mining industry, what, what do you hope that they take home? I don't know if there's one thing, you know, one specific mm -hmm. nugget to carry back about safety, but to make them understand that if you don't know the answer, there's resources in this room to reach out. Don't be scared to reach out to the association or to another company, you know, Brian is the chair or another member you know, that's, that, of the association that you feel comfortable with or, or Sam. Sam's got that open door. You know, be willing to reach out. It's like Brian said, you know, we're not here, and when it comes to antitrust, that deals with other things. Safety, we want everybody to know everything. There's no secrets. We want to share everything because that secret might save somebody's life. Um, there, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, it's a family, and we want to make sure everybody's safe and everybody goes home. And if you don't know, pick up the phone, email, text somebody. That's why we have these big email lists, and everybody, all our members have pretty much everybody's email so they can reach out and contact each other. And like I said, and we want to thank MSHA and the Mining Court Bureau as being another resource uh, as well. Wonderful. And I think it's important to 
hear what Jay had to say at the beginning, how it's a partnership between all of us, and that's how government and the private sector should work together. Mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful to Sam for that MSHA relationship we have and with the association, because that's how you have strength when you're in numbers and everybody trusts each other and respects each other for the jobs we're trying to do. And I wish all the people in the workplaces across North Carolina would realize, whether they're in mining or wherever they are, that there's something that we can offer, the association can offer to people, Washington can offer to people. And Sam's down here and we're glad to have him with us. So mm -hmm. that's what I would like for people to take away. You know something, as I'll say that we built that trust it yes. takes it mm -hmm. takes time to build it and we've got it built with all of us around this table in the yeah. association yeah and i say you know i always tell people you know we share the good bad and the ugly right we can talk about any we lay everything on the table to figure out how to get to the best best answer not hold your cards close to your vest and not share everything share it all and that's the way you get your best outcomes i had a guy when i was an inspector just starting out in my with a mind safety and health i showed up to an inspection at his mind site and he said I started to call you last week. I had an issue, but I was afraid you'd come out and write me a citation. It stayed with me my whole career because I said, look, you need, we need to correct the situation before somebody gets hurt or killed. It's not worth a piece of paper. That piece of paper ain't gonna save his life, but what the actions they take. And to me, these meetings, people coming and hearing what everybody has to say, and they see that we're not enemies. We're all here working to help them save and protect their miners. I think that goes away a long way for us. It's building blocks, like Jay said. We've had to, we've had to work. We ain't always had that over here. We all know the reasons, but it hadn't always been that way. But it should never not go back that way. Right. It should always be a group effort because we all have the same goal. And that's for everybody to go home every day. And there's been a lot of times that, I mean, we'll invite Sam and his people out to see things that, that we're doing, you know, as a company that it might give us a competitive advantage over, you know, some companies because we're a little more efficient. But when it comes to safety and health, we don't mind sharing those things because we know if Sam sees it and he gets the opportunity to say, hey, I saw this. You know, and it, and it saves somebody from getting injured handling a guard or, you know, knowing that there's a different tool to, to do a job, that, uh, that's something you just can't replace. And sharing that knowledge is, is really what this, this conference and, and the folks that are on this panel are, are really about, ultimately, is, is doing the right thing. And there's not too many parts of business that you can be that way. Right. This is sort of a special industry when it comes to the, the safety side of things. I'd like to add one other thing. You mentioned triggered that with, with Sam and with you is when MSHA is updating standards and looking at policies, now over the years they've built that trust with us and they reach out to industry now and that's basically because of Sam and Brian and they send that information out to industry to make sure when a policy or a guarding PowerPoint's coming out to talk about it, certainly, that they get industry input so it is the best that it can be. Mm -hmm. And that's a big collaboration, and that's taken years to get there, but we're there, and it's, we're not the only association. There's several other good associations mm -hmm. out there as well, in Kentucky and some of the other states that they'll reach out to get feedback. 
but that's that government agency, the industry working together. Um, and that's something that's come out in the last few years. The people sitting in Raleigh or Washington who are writing the rules to implement the statutes that are passed can't possibly know what they need to write unless they've seen the operations or spent a lot of time talking to the industry involved in the regulations they're trying to write. So you got to have boots on the ground, you got to be out there with everybody talking to them all the time to be the very best you can be since those people are paying our salaries as their representatives in government and you can't do it sitting behind the desk. And probably one of the, the smallest departments within the Department of Labor has facilitated this, this conference has been going on a long time and it has facilitated a lot of the conversations and a lot of the ability to get in front of you know the government folks that we need to, to to develop those relationships to get where we are today so you know just because it's a small department doesn't mean right. it can't have a huge impact you know in the industry in general and, and mine and Corey sure, surely has and I'd like to say uh, I agree with everything that you know my, my colleagues here are, are, have mentioned uh, by the way this is our 42nd uh, North Carolina Mind Safety and Health Conference uh, if there was a little nugget out there that I took away, and I heard Sam and Brian over here both mention it, would be concerns with pirate haulage. And, you know, uh, maybe going back and looking at, uh, you know, some of our uh, uh, operating methods when it comes to mobile equipment, you know, like that. Uh, obviously, there, there appears to be a little bit of a trend there with, uh, you know, some, some hiccups there with, uh, with you know the big equipment you know the stuff that you, it's hard to see out of and uh, you know going back looking at the backup cameras and your your horns and your alarms and all that and uh, that might be something I me personally would go back and 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 make sure I uh, focus on that too as part of my training that I would go out there and implement to me that was that little nugget that was a takeaway for me today thank you well, I'm just going to say uh, I appreciate you folks, uh, you know, caring enough about our department and our industry, uh, you know, to come up and uh, and help make this happen. And, and uh, this is obviously, in my opinion, a very good way of getting some exposure out there to our industry and what we're doing to enhance. We, I'm, all of us, MSHA, uh, Commissioner Berry, industry with uh, Brian and Vulcan Materials, and of course the NC Aggregates Association, uh, doing all that we can, again, within reason to uh, enhance safety and health to where our folks can all go home at the end of the day, the night, whatever shift they may be working. And somebody may see this and hear what everybody's had to say about the doors are open for right. people you can contact if they have a question. We'd rather the question come before somebody does get hurt or, or seriously injured or, or killed. A phone call, an email, there's lots of ways and we try to make sure that everybody knows those ways and this is just another tool so hopefully somebody may see this and say hey, you know what I, I got a question I want to call that person so thank you thank you thank you you guys I think are all a wonderful resource and provide a great service for workers all across North Carolina and the industry in general so thank you for sitting down and taking time to talk with us Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. Remember, your safety is our priority.